Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. This is E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. My name is Kerry Murdoch. The attempt by state governments to collect online sales taxes is impacting affiliate marketers. That's because a group of states is attempting to expand the nexus definition to include affiliates in those states and thereby force retailers with those affiliates to pay sales taxes. Our guest today is an affiliate marketer and he's here to discuss how all of this is impacting his business. He's Oliver Roop, founder and CEO of VigLink, an affiliate marketing management company. Well, Oliver, thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. Oliver, we count about a dozen states that have affiliate nexus sales tax laws in place or they're contemplating those laws that, that, that make affiliates in the state uh, constitutes nexus for sales tax purposes. Your your business is in affiliate marketing. Uh, how is this affecting the affiliate marketing business? Well, it, it's certainly problematic, and it introduces a lot of uncertainty. Uh, you know what we're finding is, you know, merchants run affiliate programs to get people to talk about their products, and uh, you know that that promotion sort of drives new business to them. Uh, if a state passes one of these laws, a merchant, you know, typically stops doing business with affiliates in that state. Uh, but the, you know, there there remain, and we expect there will always remain states that don't enact these laws. And so those affiliates can still they can still have readers and do business nationwide. So really, what it's doing is it's shifting, uh, you know, jobs and commerce out of the states that affect that enact these laws and shifting them to the other states that don't, rather than really changing the size of the pie overall. We, we have not found that the size of the pie is, is shrinking at all as a result of these laws, but it's also certainly not you know, resulting in any sales tax flowing to the states either. What happens if, uh, Oliver, if you know, half the states do this? And, and I should I should hasten to add to our readers all of this is being adjudicated as you and I speak as I understand it so it's it's somewhat of an unsettled question whether whether this this uh, this tack that states have taken will ultimately be adopted as as we understand it anyway but having said that what happens if half the states have these laws in place right I, I think um, so it, it 
generally there is an air of uncertainty, and I think as these as these laws progress, you know that that is sort of worsened, and so that does make it more difficult to, you know, for example, raise investment for an affiliate related business. Uh, but really, what all we're seeing that happens is the affiliate business shifts between the states rather than being, uh, you know, overall grown or shrunk. So, uh, you know, if California, which is where we're headquartered, enacts, uh, you know, a law like this, it, 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 you know, might cause us to move out of state. You know, in a worst case, it, it could sort of ruin our business. But the other affiliates who are located in other states will, in fact, take up the slack and, you know, really benefit from, uh, you know, that um, that move. So, so really, states, all states are really doing is driving affiliate-related jobs out of their state, and it's not really affecting sort of the ultimate bottom line, uh, you know, of the business. And so I think half the states would not really change the status quo so much. I think if it ever got to be all the states, you know, or, or substantially all the states where, where, you know, tech workers could be found, that would, of course, you know, negatively affect the industry. But we suspect much as with tax laws, you know, of other kinds, there will always be states that, that choose not to enact those laws for the comparative advantage it offers them, uh, you know, or even, in fact, international affiliate companies that will take up that slack. That makes sense. Let's step back just for a sec and put on your public policy hat for a sec, Oliver. Uh, you're a technology executive, a seasoned technology executive, and what we have reported here at Practical E-Commerce goes something like this. States and municipalities, local taxing districts, are in a bind because as, as retail sales migrate online, their historic reliance on local tax revenue from physical retailers in their area has decreased. So that has put them in a bind. If you were a policymaker, a legislator in a state, how would you address that? I think it's certainly a challenge. Um, I think I would likely try to address it through um, really uh, cost cutting rather than revenue uh, increasing revenue. And I think the reason for that is not merely uh, you know sort of a, a political statement. It's that. Unfortunately for the state legislatures involved, a nexus doesn't exist just because you say one does. Uh, you know, the Supreme Court actually weighed in on this very issue back when uh, this whole issue was surrounding mail order companies, and you know, J. Crew was taking business, uh, you know, from out of state. You know, look, when your local residents were um, buying from mail order companies. You know, there was the same temptation to try and tax business that was occurring with out-of-state companies. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, you know, a nexus doesn't exist just because you wish one did. So I think as a state legislature, I would say there are a number of, your local residents are supposed to report their purchases and remit their taxes on their own. And so you can certainly take a number of steps to make sure that happens more often. Um, and, you know, then, there are other places to, you know, cut costs and, and increase revenue, but this one is, is not, uh, it, it is not raising the taxes they hope for, and if you look at the states that have passed these laws, none of them have seen increased tax revenue as a result, and it is, in fact, driving jobs out of state, which, in fact, drives down revenue. Um, 
So I would say let's start by enacting, you know, sticking to policies that, that drive up revenue rather than drive it down. Now, let me follow up on a point you just made there. You said that states that have enacted these laws have seen no revenue increase. We haven't heard that before. Where do you get that from? Um, The Performance Marketing Association uh, is the trade group of performance marketers and affiliates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are the, um, you know, those are the facts they're reporting. Uh, You know, really it stems from the online retailers have immediately cut ties with all the affiliates in a state that enact these, uh, you know, these laws in order to prevent, you know, even the, the argument that a nexus exists. And so, you know, I believe, and, and I, this is from the Performance Marketing Association, that Rhode Island, for example, has gone on record as saying, you know, their affiliate tax law did not, in fact, raise any tax revenue. Our listeners are principally smaller e-commerce merchants, and it's our understanding from the, certainly in the case of Illinois' law, and I think this applies to most of the states that are adopting um, or attempting to adopt the affiliate link, affiliates as, as having constitute nexus, it's our understanding there's a minimum threshold there. And so for the small merchants listening to this, that perhaps have their own affiliate programs, how do these laws affect them? So that minimum threshold actually, to be honest, is not something we, we um, you know, had heard a lot about. I think we have been most focused on California since it's where we're headquartered. And part of the challenge of these laws is that they remain very much in flux. So at least one version of the bill being considered in California tries to attribute a nexus not just to affiliates, but in fact, the existence of servers in their state, contractors in their state, subsidiaries in their state. So really, um, you know, I, I think the attempt to establish Nexus more broadly goes well beyond affiliates, uh, I think is ultimately doomed in the courts, but certainly introduces a lot of uncertainty. And so I don't quite know what to tell all your readers. I think that depending on the law, how it actually gets written, depending on you know, how the courts react to the injunction attempt, um, you know, a, a number of facts may be true, and I would sort of hesitate to advise them. It's our understanding in the case, just sort of as an aside here for those listening, it's our understanding, we've reported at Practical E-Commerce, that in the instance of Illinois and other states, that the the company that has the affiliate program has to be doing $100,000 worth of business in that state for it to apply. I believe I'm saying that correctly. So that's why those are referred, that's referred to loosely as the Amazon tax because it's, it's directed at larger merchants. It's, 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 that's our understanding. Let me switch directions on you just for a sec. Oliver, your company is an innovative company, Viglink. It manages affiliate uh, affiliate marketing for companies uh, or manages affiliate links. Tell us about your company, what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, many merchants run affiliate programs, get, you know, publishers to talk about their products and promote their product. But despite, you know, uh, over a decade of, uh, you know, this uh, you know, affiliate marketing being in existence, the number of publishers who participate is really small. So if, if you look as a percentage of the internet, how many internet publishers do any kind of affiliate marketing, it's, it's certainly under 1%. Um, 
And, you know, the reasons for that is it's just really hard to do. Uh, you know, you need to understand a lot of nomenclature. You need to sign up for these affiliate networks, which have rather complicated terms, and working with them technically is tough. Viglink makes it much easier for publishers to work with affiliate programs. And so a small merchant can reach many more publishers and have those publishers promote their product because the Viglink technology makes it so much easier. So a merchant listening to this, let's assume that the merchant sells cooking supplies. I pulled that off the top of my head, cooking supplies. And that merchant has his own affiliate, his or her own affiliate program in place. They're looking to sign up affiliates. They can they can go to your company and you can help them you can help them find publishers to to refer customers to their cooking supplies. Well, it's actually even easier at the moment. All they have to do is use whatever network, talk to whatever network they already are running through, and make sure that Viglink is turned on as one of their publishers that has access to their program. Okay. And uh, once we get that access we find publishers that are already talking about related products and we try to get them to talk about more related products and uh, you know potentially talk about the product of that particular merchant. We don't yet have a sort of direct merchant outreach program. We work uh, exclusively through the networks at this point, uh, but certainly over time we'd like to be able to uh, you know help the merchants identify exactly which publishers they want to work with and, and send more you know, specific traffic to them. But for now, all they really have to do is ensure that Viglink is turned on as a publisher in their affiliate network, and we're signed up with really all the affiliate networks. Got it. Has the Nexus expansion, has that, has that affected your business in a negative way? Uh, it has. So we had an office in Illinois, and when Illinois passed, uh, in Chicago, in fact, and when Illinois passed that law, we... Uh, closed up shop and moved 15 miles east of Indiana. Um, and so, you know, that was certainly a headache at, at a time when we didn't need one. You know, more worrisome is the, the thought of passing it in California. Uh, there's no, you know, convenient state 15 miles east of San Francisco that we can move to. Uh, and so, you know, if the law passes as is, uh, probably about 30% of our revenue would, would turn off overnight. Uh, and we would have the option of moving out of state, which of course is logistically challenging of, you know, doing layoffs. Ultimately, um, you know, if, if we were not able to move to a, um, to a different state that didn't have a, you know, such a law, potentially our whole business is at risk because our publishers work with us because we have comprehensive coverage across the, all the merchants and big ones like Amazon and, and Overstock went away. Uh, you know, that would certainly challenge our comprehensive coverage. Mm -hmm. We have just another minute or so left, sir. Anything else on your mind today for our listeners who, of course, are e-commerce merchants? Absolutely. So I'd say even, even with the sort of negative, uh, you know, feeling around the, the spread of these affiliate tax laws, I would still say to the merchants, the technology behind uh, affiliate marketing and the marketplace is now in the last sort of year or two starting to innovate quite rapidly. And there really is a potential to draw incremental business to your, your company with no risk, right? The advantage of affiliate marketing is that, uh, the, you know, the, the, the fees you pay are only paid on conversion when you know you've made a sale. And so there's very little risk to participating. So I'd say despite the 
you know, cloud of uncertainty around which particular states you're going to be able to do business in. Uh, I would definitely, you know, if you if you last looked at affiliate marketing a few years ago and decided it wasn't for you, I'd say take another look. There's a real possibility of driving incremental business to your to your company, and you know we would love to be a part of making that happen. Okay. Well, for purposes of our listeners, we've been visiting with Oliver Roop. Oliver is the founder and CEO of Viglink. That's viglink.com. Let me spell that. That's V as in Victor, I G. L-I-N-K, viglink.com, an innovative affiliate marketing management company. We've been discussing the new affiliate nexus laws that have been enacted around the country. And Oliver Root, we want to thank you for your time today, sir. Great. Well, thank you for having me. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.